0: Hey, and welcome back uh, to our next video in our Kingdom of God Discipleship Module. In the last video, we looked at how the the church is that portal from heaven where it connects to earth. It is ground zero for God's work of the kingdom to renew the entire earth, that the kingdom of God is meant to expand beyond the borders of the church into all of life, and so in this video, we're going to look at how that happens through the work of the church. I'm going to be borrowing a lot from J. Gresham Machen's article, Uh, The Responsibility of the Church in Our New Age. And you can uh, Google it and read the whole thing if you're interested. Well, he opens up his article by noting there's a trend um, that he notices that governments are slowly removing our liberties and rule over her citizens more and more by imposing rules based on the decisions of a small group of so-called experts. Now, you might sound, wow, that sounds exactly like today. <laughs> but realize he wrote this back in 1933. But then he writes, It is not in general, sorry, is it not in general within that realm of the soul of man that the evils of society have their origin today? Right, he, he's saying that the, the, the evils that we see in society today, is it not true that the origin of them is actually in the soul of man? We have developed a vast and rather wonderfully machi- wonderful machinery the machinery of our modern life. but For some reason, it has ceased to function. He's describing a society that is, in many ways, much better, better machines, medicine, technology. And yet for all those good things, it still feels like things aren't okay. Something's broken, but what is it? We just need more technological progress. And he continues, the experts are busily cranking the engine as I used to with my Ford car in the heroic days when a Ford was still a Ford. Hate to think what he uh, thinks affords today. <laughs> uh, they are wondering why the engine doesn't start. They are giving learned explanations of its failure to do so. They are adducing the most intricate principles of di- dynamics. It is all very instructive, no doubt. Now, his illustration is a bit dated, but it's not hard to understand. In our modern society, we can tell you uh, all kinds of things about yourself. We can measure all kinds of things about you. Your BMI, your vitamin D levels, your cholesterol, your genetic code. And we can give all kinds of wonderfully complex diagnoses diagnoses and explanation for what's happening uh, and, and what's wrong. But in the end, for all the things that technology has allowed us to tell you, right? when your package got delivered, where it got delivered, Uh, what the weather's going to be tomorrow, all these medical things, we still cannot tell you the most answers to the deepest questions that you're longing for. Why am I still so sad? Why do I keep screwing up? Why does everything just feel gray? Like we've got a hundred new ways to explain what's wrong, but hardly any ways to actually heal those things. So going back to Machen, The real explanation is much simpler. It is simply that the driver of the car has forgotten to turn on the switch. The real trouble with the engine of society is that it is not producing a spark. The real trouble lies in that unseen realm which is found within the soul of man. And that is something that progress, for all its good, can't change. That's the spark. Our souls are what most need to be healed and yet are what are still off-limits from all the progress that we've made. And in fact, there's only one institution in all the world that has been entrusted and equipped to care for the souls of men and women. The soul is at the root of all of our problems. And the church is that one institution that God has actually given to the tools needed to help heal our souls. And so that means that the church's role isn't to divorce itself from society, right to keep all the kingdom gifts inwards and build big walls to keep us from all the bad people out there, because then we are cutting ourselves off from the very places that need healing the most. But it also won't be satisfied to simply go out into society to care for only physical needs, even though those are very important. The church doesn't ignore society, but loves it with such an intense passion that it will never be satisfied with mere philanthropy. And we think of it this way, there are many great organizations, often that do it better than churches, at caring for the physical needs of people and have the expertise to do that. And We should support them. You can give money to them. We can serve in them and volunteer in many ways. And that is so important. And the church can be involved in that to some degree, but we also need to realize that for every place where we cease to care for the souls of people, there is nothing that can take up the slack of doing that. There's no one that can step in to do that. The church is the only thing that can do that. And that is why the care of souls has to be our top priority. So for the church to, say, shift its focus to philanthropy is to hold back on the greatest gift it has to give. Machin writes that the church will, quote, "...not ignore the bodily needs, but neither be satisfied with them either. It will seek to bring all men into the household of faith." And why does that matter? Because in, in John 3, when Jesus is speaking with Nicodemus, he shows him that the only way to enter into the kingdom of heaven is through a new birth. It's only with a new birth that one's soul can be healed. And when your soul begins to heal, then you start to produce fruit. If we can bring in another, kind of some imagery into the picture, think of John chapter 15. And that new birth is being described as being transplanted from a dead and dying tree. And right, so we think of our, this dead and dying tree that has no water, that we all are born in this state. And the new birth is to be transplanted, taken off from that dead and dying tree, and to be grafted into the living tree, which is Christ, the living vine. And when you are grafted into his life, we'll throw another color in here, because of his life, you start to bear fruit in your life. And no matter how hard you try, you cannot produce fruit if you're connected to a dead tree. You need a new birth. You need the gifts of the kingdom of heaven. You need the life of Christ to go into your soul to change you from the inside out. And that fruit in your life creates little pockets of the kingdom of God where it's life as it ought to be. It's a picture of heaven where there's love and peace and justice and beauty. And the church then is kind of like this charging station where God's people come to fill up their batteries with the life of heaven and then go out into the world spreading the warmth and the beauty and the life of the kingdom wherever you go. So Voss says, The kingdom of God is intended to pervade and control the whole of human life in all its forms of existence. There's a sphere of science, a sphere of art, a sphere of the family and of the state, a sphere of commerce and industry. Whenever one of these spheres comes under the controlling influence of the principle of divine supremacy and glory, and this outwardly reveals itself, there we can truly say that the kingdom of God has become manifest. Voss is saying that the kingdom starts in the church and makes its way out from there that you in your work, your calling, your parenting, your neighboring, your work matters because it's helping when you do it for God's glory right, and with God's principles, you are helping to restore those things to be as God intended them to be. And in the next two weeks, we're going to dive into that idea as we look at the culture and the practices of the kingdom.